Hi, I'm Rohan Dharma Kumar, the host of First Principles. If you're listening to this, it means you'll only be able to hear a small part of our entire episode. To hear the full version, click on any of the full episode links right below. We also have links in the show notes. Don't worry, it's still completely free and widely available. Just not here. All right, on to the show now. See, the thing is, we are almost like a bank. If someone opens an account with us and keeps his hard-earned money with us, you know, in terms of stocks, he's trusting us like the way he trusts the bank. And, and that trust is extremely hard to get. It's very easy to build a transactional platform where you go transact and, and you know, it's kind of deals done, you know, like this is one of these, like you go on a weekend date, you know, you don't really care about uh, who that person is. Right? But if you're going to get married, you know, you're going to care quite a bit. So, so a, a, a bank, a broker, or you're almost like getting into a marriage because you're you're getting into this relationship thinking I'm going to be dealing with this person or you know, this this brand for, for my lifetime. And that is really, really hard to earn. And uh, and I think that is really a lot more valuable than the revenues that we have today. right? And, and that's what comes through all the 65 lakh customers who may not be really generating too much revenue for us. But the fact that they trust us uh, with almost 200,000 crores plus of securities, so that's how much uh, customer securities uh, are sitting in our demand accounts. Is I, I can't really think of too many brands out there who who uh, you know who have that much trust. But hello and welcome to episode three of First Principles a new podcast from The Ken, where we ask some of India's most successful entrepreneurs and leaders about their lenses. These are the mental lenses that equip them to see and interact with the world differently than others. On the one hand, these could be their personal philosophies, mental models, or decision-making frameworks. And on the other hand, their reading habits, parenting styles, or personal interests. I'm Rohan Dharmakumar. CEO and co-founder of The Ken and the host of this show. My endeavor is to make each episode an authentic, candid, and insightful conversation about the lenses each guest puts on and how they help them navigate both work and life differently than most of us. My guest for our third episode is Nitin Kamath, the Bangalore-based co-founder and CEO of Zeroda, India's largest online stock broker. But the Zerodha we see today almost didn't make it had Nitin been successful at something most startup founders take as a given. Raising funds from venture capitalists. Zerodha is what it is today because Nitin believes they dodged the bullet of venture capital. So let's dive right in and see the world through Nitin's lenses. Hi, Nitin, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, uh, Rohan, for having me on this. And congratulations on crossing 10 million customers. Yeah, you thanks. did a tweet thread on this. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell us, like, you know, about this occasion? I mean, um, it had to happen at some point of time. So, but then, you know, like in today's world, 
we use every opportunity to kind of put the word out there that we are doing okay. And why do you say it had to happen? I mean, I like that confidence, but no, I mean, no, we were at ninety lakh accounts, so we would get to one crore. I mean, at some point, right? So it's, um, so yeah, so it's, uh, but yeah, but one crore is quite crazy because. When we first started the business, you know, I still have the first business plan of sorts I had made, and and the best case outcome there was hundred thousand new customers, and we're like, you know, like that was like my long term plan, like hundred thousand active traders on the platform. So yeah, so which year was this? Two thousand ten, you know, when we started. Uh, I mean, just before starting, you know. So yeah, I mean, it's not really a business plan. I just drafted a bunch of points, and I was like. The best case outcome here is if we can get two hundred thousand users. How did you get to that number, if I may ask? I mean, just random, you know, like. like <laughs> I mean, I mean that's like, interesting <laughs> because um, you know this is the most common question that you get uh, when meeting an investor. It's like, what what analysis did did you do? A bottom up analysis? Did you do a top down analysis? So yeah, no, I mean, I've I've with time kind of you know uh, started acknowledging that all of that is hocus pocus, you know, so. <laughs> Life's all about business line. Life is all about right place, right time. I mean, you will grow as much as you can grow, and you know these targets and setting goals, etc. It's you know it's kind of useless. You know? So, and and that's how I think you know the business has also evolved over the last ten, twelve years. Thanks. Uh, I'd like to take you back to an interview you did with us in December twenty twenty. In it, you said we were doing okay in life. Didn't have great ambitions to make this a large company. We saw it as a comfortable lifestyle business, even if it succeeded. And this is very important because one of the biggest put downs investors and VCs have for entrepreneurs is that it looks like this is a hobby business. This is a lifestyle business, and you thought you were starting a lifestyle business, and you ended up building a ten million customer stockbroking business, which is great. Continuing with that conversation, you also said. to be very honest if i was an e- a vc or an investor back then i wouldn't have invested in myself because there was no pedigree no vision or no ambitions now i bring this up to just essentially cover the space that you've traveled between starting what you thought was a lifestyle business to where we are today and i would like to have you and you said no vc would invest in this kind of a business right what if you were a vc today and you were to look at zeroda how would you value this business what would you look at a uh, value zeroda of 2022 that's right how would you value it what metrics would you look at how would you arrive at a valuation i'm an insider as in if if i was a vc knowing everything that i know i wouldn't value as much as what people think is a value of zeroda you know so because We are all a, right. Discount the insider information, the information that you share externally. Number no, of externally, customers. right now, you know, we are very, very, very valuable. I mean, I've I've got a blank. I'm going to press you. <laughs> I've got a blank check offers to get stake in the business, you know, and you know, where people have told me go buy an island, buy a you know plane and stuff like that. So uh, you know, it's just you know, we're in the top of the bull market, and stockbrokers historically have been most valuable at the top of the bull market. So. So yeah, so if if I was an external, you know, person who had no kind of insider knowledge about the industry, um, I don't know. I mean, an ICICI direct is at three billion dollars, and I would say at least twice of that. Okay, six billion dollars for what you thought would one day be a comfortable lifestyle business, and that's that's a 
great way for us to start our conversation. We're going to start our podcast by going through a section where we tell our listeners about the company and like what it stands for. I have a 12-year-old son. Right. Uh, there is this Reddit concept of ELI 5. Explain like I'm 5. So I'm going to ask you for the ELI 12 explanation of what Zerodha is. Yeah. Mm, ELI 12, I mean, that's quite a challenge. Okay, so... Um, uh, yeah. Now, if, whenever you start making money, right, um, you have to either, you know, whatever you earn, you, you have to save it, right? You have to save it for your retirement. And if you're saving, you can either keep it in a bank or, you know, buy real estate or buy gold or invest into companies. And the reason I think you need to invest into companies is because uh, in, you know, by the time you're 52, you know, 40 years from now, if you have to do well with your investments, uh, with your savings, uh, you should beat inflation, right? Inflation is essentially how much, you know, money, value of your money you're depreciating every year. So the only way to be able to do it is by investing in companies that are growing faster than inflation. Because if you keep money in your fixed deposit, you're going to be at inflation. So you still don't really net gain anything. And um, so, yeah, so you're into investing in companies. And if you want to invest in companies, you need a stockbroker. And if you need a stockbroker, you know, we're probably right there at the top, you know, in terms of whom you should select. Thank you for that. I'm definitely going to run this explanation past him <laughs> and give you his feedback as well. What all does Zerodha do today? Yeah, so primarily a stockbroker. So you can um, buy and sell stocks. You can, you know, speculate. You can uh, speculate using trading derivatives, commodities, currencies. You... Uh, you can invest in mutual funds. Uh, so we have a, a direct mutual fund platform called Coin. Uh, so we started Rain Matter in 2016, which is like a fintech startup, kind of a fund, incubator, whatever you can call it. You've reached the end of the first part of the podcast. To listen to the full episode, click on any of the full episode links on the page or head to the show notes and find the links. The episode is still completely free and widely available, just not here. Once again, thanks for tuning in.